Good evening from Northern California. Well, I'm doing an update tonight um, based on my two videos I saw today um, regarding Google and uh, surveillance and internet and where it began. And one of the videos actually mentioned the book that I'm reading called Surveillance Valley, The Secret Military History of the Internet by Yasha Levine. And the two videos are by, uh, one is the Corbett Report, and one is um, Josh Rogan interviewing, is it Josh Rogan or Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan um, interviewing Abby Martin, which was a clip. I had seen the whole interview or parts of the interview. I think I probably fell asleep. <laughs> but anyway, it was a longer interview of her recently and then tonight it came up I think about a week ago I guess it was the interview was and tonight there was a clip a shorter clip 13 minute clip on this piece about Google is building a tech dystopia in Canada and so I opened my book that I've been reading and for some reason it opened I I have a bookmark where I am, and I'm not nearly this far. But I wanted to read an excerpt from this piece because it's about Surveillance Incorporated, the chapter 5 called Surveillance Incorporated. And it was shocking to I mean, that's shocking to me because nothing actually really shocks me anymore. <laughs> it just makes me a little bit more... Dubious, I guess, is the word. Um, and here's what it says. This is uh, off of page 181 out of Surveillance Valley. And it's called, the chapter is Surveillance Incorporated. On a higher level, there is no real difference between Google's relationship with the United States government and that of those and that of these other internet companies, as it is a matter of degree. The sheer breadth and scope of Google's technology make it a perfect stand, sorry, make it a perfect stand-in for the rest of the commercial internet ecosystem. Indeed, Google's size and ambition make it more than a simple contractor. It is frequently an equal partner that works side by side with government agencies, using its resources and commercial dominance to bring companies with heavy military funding to market. In 2008, it launched a private spy satellite called GOI-1 in partnership with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency it bought Boston Dynamics, a DARPA-seeded robotics company that made experience. Sorry, <laughs> I had to look at my phone for some reason. I thought it wasn't recording, so I took my eyes off the page. Sorry. A DARPA-seeded robotics company that made experimental robotic pack mules for the military only to sell it off after the Pentagon deter determined it would not be putting those these robots into active use. 
It has invested $100 million in CrowdStrike, a major military and intelligence cyber defense contractor that, among other things, led the investigation into the alleged 2016 Russian government hacks of the Democratic National Committee. And it also runs Jigsaw, a hybrid think tank technology computer incubator aimed at leveraging internet technology to solve thorny foreign policy problems and everything from terrorism to censorship and cyber warfare. It goes on, and I'll tell you in a minute about it, but the reason this stopped my tracks was we are in the midst of a whole controversy in our politics right now with this Russia Mueller investigation about Russia cyber hacking and CrowdStrike is the company that supposedly looked at the DNC quote unquote the servers that were hacked for the Democratic National Committee <laughs> and the controversy is is that people are saying that there wasn't a, a third party objective review of those servers to find out how the information actually did get from their servers to quote unquote bad actors that supposedly, you know, were working for Russia and then also dispersed these emails and other informations and things into the political atmosphere, if you will, to sway our election, to make it so that Trump won and all this stuff. So, I mean, this has just been going on for at least a couple of years now. And oh, this is just nightmarish to me to read this. For some reason, this just struck me. Are you kidding me? They're talking because I had just listened to the Corbett report. And at the end of his at the end of his video, it's about a forty three minute video, he mentions that there's no reason why the government should be concerned about Russia interfiltrating our systems because of they're in charge of these systems. They're in charge of these Facebooks and Googles and all of that. They're they're all integrated and if you look at the history that I've been reading in this surveillance book and you listen to his video <laughs> and then you listen to Abby Martin and Joe Rogan talking about this thing that they're putting up in Canada it's mind-blowing it's absolutely mind-blowing and what's mind-blowing about it is we're all just going along a lot with it because it's all mostly ingrained in our phones, our TVs, our internet use. <laughs> and it's like made this internet thing such a have to have. 
and we're using it on a daily basis. And I'm sure my voice is even being quote-unquote seeded or harvested, you know. I'm getting that flavor from listening to some of the in some of the audio platform discussion on another platform that I'm on lemur who's coming out of which is come which was a, a platform that built by the Irish this Irish entrepreneur and um sometimes I listen they they're pretty open about what they're doing with their platform and they have talked about voice being the next big thing you know like the next big branch off of uh, text, social media. So it's fascinating and it's also somewhat scary about how this has all evolved from a military, basically a military history of the internet and how ingrained it is with, and how in bed all of these high-tech companies are with our CIA and FBI and all that sort of thing. So, and, you know, they mentioned Amazon. I mean, it's just, I just looked over on the opposite page here, and Bezos is here, and NSA and the CIA, and the more I read, the more concerned I get. You know, we really aren't discerning this stuff. Although the information is out here. I think it's just really starting to become more known and um, with the censorship that we've all, I don't know if everybody's uh, experienced it, but I have experienced censorship on specifically Facebook for sure. On, um, yeah, Facebook primarily. Once or twice I've done it, I've had censorship on something I've tried to post on Twitter that had to do with politics basically or war uh, where we are uh, waging wars in Yemen and different things that's been uh, what they call shadow banned so um, beware folks I mean open your eyes I think you should be uh, well aware and at least have a, a short view of it anyway a, a an overview if you will of what's happening so you're not totally in the black in the dark i'm going to put the videos i'm going to post this on my social media platforms and i'm going to put the video links if i can in the show notes here to the, the, what i'm talking about you can always pick up Surveillance Valley, The Secret Military History of the Internet by Yasha Levine is really well-sourced. I mean, everything I read you tonight, I didn't even read the full thing. Well, let me read a little more about it. But everything in this excerpt I'm reading has a footnote in it, basically. And you can look it up for where it comes from. The next part of this says, Founded in 2010 by Eric Schmidt. And Jared Cohen, a 29-year-old State Department whiz kid who served under both President George W. Bush and President Barack Obama, Jigsaw, which is what we were talking about up there about CrowdStrike and Jigsaw, 
Jigsaw has launched multiple projects with foreign policy and national security implications. And there's like another footnote. It ran polling. It ran polling for the United States government to help war-torn Somalia draft a new constitution, develop tools to track global arms sales, and worked with a startup funded by the State Department to help people in Iran and China route around internet censorship. So they're helping people get around the censorship in their countries, which mm, sounds like an okay thing, but why why are we doing that? It also built a platform to combat online terrorist recruitment and and radicalization, which worked by identifying Google users interested in Islamic extremist topics and diverting them to the State Department web pages and videos developed to dissuade people from taking that path. Google calls this the redirect method, a part of Cohen's larger idea of using Internet platforms to wage digital counterinsurgency. And in 2012, as the civil war in Syria intensified and American support for rebel forces there increased, Jigsaw brainstormed ways it could help push Bashar al-Assad from power. Among them, a tool that visually maps high-level defections from Assad's government which Cohen wanted to beam into Syria as propaganda to give confidence to the opposition. I've attached a few visuals that show what the tool will look like, Cohen wrote to several top aides of Hillary Clinton, who was then Secretary of State. Please keep this very close hold and let me know if there is anything else you need, you think we need, uh, to account for or think before we launch. Think about before we launch. Another footnote. As leaked emails show, Secretary Clinton was intrigued, telling her aides to print out Cohen's mock-up of the application so she could look at it herself. Another footnote. Jigsaw seemed to blur the line between public and corporate diplomacy and at least one former State Department official accused it of fomenting regime change in the Middle East. Another footnote. Google is getting White House and the State Department support and air cover. In reality, they are doing things the CIA could not do, cannot do, wrote Fred Burton, a Stratford executive and former intelligence agent of the Diplomatic Security Service, the Armed Security Branch of the State Department. Another footnote. But but Google rejected the claims of its critics. Quote, We're not engaged in regime change, Eric Schmidt told Wired. We don't do that stuff. But if it turns out that empowering citizens with smartphones and information causes changes in their country, you know, 
That's probably a good thing, don't you think? End quote. And it goes on to the next, chap- next part of this chapter. It goes on into Jigsaw working with the State Department. So, yes, we are in this information age and surveillance world. I guess it's just cautionary. It's cautionary for me is how much information do I really want to put out anymore? You know, they already have everything I, they already have everything about me anyway, right? I have a cell phone, a smartphone, quote unquote, a smartphone. Interesting, that's the way it's dubbed. Yeah. I have a television set still, even though I was going to go off of the television. I have a computer. I have a car that starts with a smart key, so I'm sure they know wherever I'm going in my car. I use the Google Maps periodically. There's a talking about that in the uh, Colbert report about how Google Earth became around. I mean, I use these things. I use these things frequently. I remember when I bought my little Prius, my second Prius, the guy, I said, well, where's the GPS in the car, right? It was sort of a stripped-down model this time when I bought it. But he said, oh, you don't need this GPS. You've got your phone you can plug into the car. So, yeah, you know, um, and that's, that is how I use my Google Maps and how it'll come over Bluetooth into my, so I can hear directions if I'm going somewhere new. But how many of you had, how many of you have gone places and got parked your car and looked at your phone for some reason when you were getting out of your car and noticed there was a notice of where, how far it was to get back to your house or how far it was to go somewhere else? It's like, yeah, I mean, I think. They've talked about, you know, turning off notifications and stuff, but I I just think there's more to these phones. It doesn't matter what you turn off as a layperson. There's still something built into these things. So that's all I got for you tonight. Um, Probably kind of a long cast, but it just struck me as I saw these videos, and I'll put those links in. Um... It really did. It's just, uh, I think it's sort of beyond our control. We just have to now be cautious and ask questions and don't be afraid to ask questions and push back on certain technology if you don't think it's quite right. I mean, the one that Abby and and Joe Rogan were talking about sounds absolutely chilling that they're building a some sort of a dystopia, a town a place in Canada. I'm going to listen back to that and hear about it more. Anyway, cheers to all of you. I thought I would just give you an update about where I am in my summer reading book. (laughs) Adios.
for the link about Surveillance Valley, um, not Surveillance Valley, The Secrets of Silicon Valley, What Big Tech Doesn't Want You to Know, by John, uh, sorry, by The Corbett Report. Let me see if I can play a clip right into this while I'm recording. I don't know if it'll work or not. Let me try. And for a clip of Google is building a tech dystopia in Canada with Joe Rogan, a small clip uh, with Joe Rogan and Abby Martin. You can click on this link. Obviously, my last link did not play the clip, so I will just put the links in here. Thanks.